Chicago's only NPR music station. I'm your host, Biko. It is the top of the 11 o'clock hour. And as promised, told you all, I got uh, some guests coming through in the building with me. I got Taylor Faye, Senior Manager of Audience and Engagement of WBEZ. How you doing, young lady? I am good. How are you? I'm doing great, feeling good, and... Got another special guest in the building with me. She goes by the name of Simone Luster. How you feeling, young lady? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. This no, is so exciting. No problem. Actually, let me give both of y'all some hand claps because... Period. That's so cute. Black okay. Girl Magic is in the building. Okay. Uh, we, you know, we're here and it's a special day because in general, we're here to support you and what your family has been doing for the community of Chicago and in general and beyond international uh, for those that don't know about uh, Luster Products, can you please break down what Luster Products is for the world? Okay, Luster Products is a hair care manufacturer. Um, we've been in business since 1957. We're currently on our third generation, and we sell internationally as well as domestically. Mm, mm, mm. Man, man. Let me, matter of fact, hold on. Let me. I got to get these claps right. More hand claps. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> got them. Got them. <laughs> Guys, too. Uh, and you all are the leading african-american-owned like personal hair personal care manufacturer in the world right so um we have been in business for about 66 years now so um back when my grandfather started it was definitely uh chicago is a mecca for just hair care there was tons of hair care companies manufacturers that started here but we're one of the We've been, in, we've been in business for a long time. There hasn't been many that have been in business for as long as we have. A lot of them are you not black owned. You some years. Yes, yes. Oh third my. generation working on our fourth. God, I mean, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, about you because you uh, take control over the e-commerce and you also uh, do social media. Right. So uh, let's chime in on, like, how did you even get your start with Luster Products? I mean, of course, you're the daughter, but how did you get your start in things with uh, becoming part of the, the company and helping things out? Um, okay, so honestly, I started out by working in a lot of different departments to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. I worked in HR for some time. I worked in business services. I worked in sales and I worked in marketing. Um, from there, the thing that stood out to me the most was, first of all, social media. It was uh, just starting out as um, a place where people were marketing their products and business that had, businesses had to go for, you know, those big stores so that we could, you know, explain what our mission is, explain our products and things like that. So there was a need for us to do that. So that's how I got into social media. And from there, social media and e-commerce kind of go together because you're marketing um, on social media, your products, and then you're also sending out emails, text blasts, things like that, promotional sales. So they kind of just went hand in hand. So I started in social media and then from there, um, I just kind of hightailed into e-commerce and I still do stuff on social media because, again, they just run hand in hand. But that's pretty much it. I found really a marketing. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I got into social media. Have you found social media to be impactful for uh, the company at all? Absolutely. Nowadays with TikTok and Instagram, it's so easy to... Um, explain your story and talk to people directly as opposed to before you know commercials on the um on the tv or on the radio and stuff like that we weren't able to actually like talk to people the way that we are on social media and explain our stories show pictures it gives us a different media outlet for us to just directly communicate to the consumer so it's definitely impactful and that's where they want you that's where the big stores want to see you. They want to see you on social media. They want to see what you're doing, your engagement with your customers. They absolutely that's necessary nowadays. That's a job within itself. Right. Absolutely. I was, I was looking at your social media earlier and 
one thing I really appreciate about your brand is that whether it's on the website, it's on your Instagram, anywhere where you are advertising Luster products, you see black people. Yes. Black people of all shapes and all sizes. And I guess I wonder how you all have managed to sort of stay true to your brand, the brand that your grandfather started in the basement for black folks to now. Because we've seen lots of natural hair care brands. Like it started where there weren't that many, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. as popular. Then it became trendy to start advertising to to na- create a natural hair care line. And then the market became saturated and we saw companies like Shea Moisture in 2017 start to expand their market to, to, market to white folks, change their formulations. Um, and now that you all have like a lot more market competition because there's so many other sort of natural hair care lines out there. I mean, how do you feel like you stay true to like, this is for black people, by black people. We've never switched it up. We are, of course, your products can be used by anybody. But right. how, do, how do you feel like you've really been able to keep kind of the heart of the organization as you've seen those changes? Um, so I think the tone was set by the second generation and the fact that they left, they had something for us to come to. Mm-hmm. And so um, with the natural hair movement, you know, hair definitely evolves and the trends evolve. So me and my sister are a big part of the demographic. So mm-hmm. when it came to, uh, excuse me, we were able to directly speak to the consumer because we were the consumer too. Mm-hmm. So we were able to see what the hair concerns we had for ourselves. We were able to definitely test the products. We were able to you know, be a part of those type of um, developments of our natural hairline. And then us being the demographic, we know what we want to see. We know what we want to do with our hair. So I guess that's how we've decided to main true and just really sticking to the mission. My grandfather started in 1957 of, you know, keeping it going and having something for the community. Like that's something that we just that's our passion. Everybody in my family, that's our passion is to keep it going. As long as we can, absolutely. I love that. I wanted to chime in on you because I heard you say testing the products. What's the process of even, you know, test? Because you all have so many items and inventory. So what's the process like even to, you know, test those products you all put out? Um, So so we have research and development, which is going to be... um, the team of color of chemists that we have that basically formulate these products and they test them in the salon on salon heads and from there it goes to the testing salon. We have various different textures that come in and um, we test it to see with different products. We test it alone. We get to see how the hair reacts. Um, and then me and my sister also get samples and we test them at home and come back and we have like a sheet that we have to fill out like one through ten. How did it work for your hair? What should we improve? Things like that. So we were always involved. Like the growth oil, that was something me and my sister were very much a part of. The mm-hmm. hair mask that came out, the moisture maintenance line, Shea, um, Shea Butter Coconut Oil, which is our natural hairline for women. We tested a lot of those products on our hair personally, as well as in the test salon before we even put them out on the market. Mm-hmm. So that's how we were involved in that. This might sound like a cliche question, but like, how do you all know this product works after the test? Like, like is it something that does like how do you know um so definitely the the they say what it's supposed to do Mm -hmm. so if it's a deep conditioner they'll say whether it's supposed to moisturize whether it's supposed to restore whether Mm -hmm. it's supposed to um give shine and then from there they'll say did it give shine did it give moisture you know um did it restore your curls Mm -hmm. where your how was your hair before that so it's questions that they ask to know exactly what they need to do moving forward and then i guess the number scale absolutely helps us figure out, you know, what we need to tweak and improve. But there's definitely like there may be a couple different formulas that I'll have a, they that they'll tweak a little bit to have us test to see which one is the best one. 
Well, looking at your hair, I can tell the test been working because your hair is gorgeous, <laughs> curly, and it got the right moisture. Oh man, you know I've been I actually I've been using um products as well, Lester products. I've been okay. getting my beard right how I'm looking. It, look it looks good. Beautiful. Yes, okay, it looks cool. Good. Got the fade. You know come on, how I'm come looking. On now. You know? Come on, come on, fade. I've been using the uh, the charcoal um shampoo, and I've also been using like the refresher uh spray. My favorite and my mine too. So I had a question for you. So first of all, I have props yes, <laughs> that so folks can't see. But uh, these props are stickers. And these are stickers of uh, black women, hairstyles, and lots of iconic black products. And on here are some of the luster products. We got the pink sheen spray. Ooh. We got blue magic. And of course, the iconic pink lotion. Um, and one thing I want to ask you, I mean, I think what is incredible about luster products is that they aren't just something that you see in the beauty supply store. They're not just something that you see, you know, in your CVS or Walgreens. They have become sort of a cultural shorthand for shorthand for black hair care. Right. So when you think of the pink lotion, you think of like sitting between your grandmother's legs and like it is it has just this cultural relevancy. Um, and so I loved, you know, earlier you were talking about the innovation, and all the testing that you guys do. And so I'm wondering, like, what are you you all doing, not just to sort of capitalize on nostalgia, but bring a whole new generation up into having that same sort of brand loyalty and connection to luster products? OK, so I think what's important and what I want to give props to is that because pink oil is something that everybody has in there. You know, most people are like I have this in my house. I have this in my house. It's almost a rite of passage. So I have to give it to um, just the longtime users and us saying, you know what, when they were when they have kids, they're like, I'm going to use that on my kid because that's mm -hmm. what worked for me. And, you know, that's really it is that we really especially with young girls and like the young kids like pink oil is something like I had that used on my hair. Hair, so I'm going to use it on my daughter's hair. Mm -hmm. It's the nostalgia that it's for them. And they also say, like, pink oil had my hair so long when mm -hmm. I was younger. And they're like, I'm going to go back to that. So I think it's really the nostalgia that keeps those products really going in the sense of, like, they work for them back then. And now a lot of people are either still using them or revisiting them even after the natural hair movement because that was the tried and true product that worked. So I really have to give it to the community, really, yeah. for that because that's what's keeping us going is those, you know, OG products for sure. Would you consider pink oil to be like the most sold product under uh, Lusters? So I would have to say that, yes, the pink oil, um, the sheen spray, and surprisingly, our no drip. Our S-curl no drip is good for natural hair as mm -hmm. well as um, if you use the texturizer. But we saw a spike in that, you know, from the natural hair movement braids. I started mm -hmm. using it for my braids. But those staple products that were made in like the 80s and were big in the 90s are something that people are still using today as tried and true methods. So definitely the OG products are key. And then you know what? We had um, a blogger go viral because she used our wave curl activator with a new school gel mm. and um, a lot of girls started buying it and trying mm. it and it was yeah the s curl wave activate wave and curl activator gel and so that she saw she's like i'm gonna try this in my hair mm -hmm. and and we just saw a spike in sales so i think it's the nostalgia social really media. yes social, social media, media absolutely uh, just listening to you break down these products. Do you got a, you got a product dictionary at the crib? <laughs> no. So I'm just gonna say that 
I I mean, that's all I use in my hair. So mm -hmm. I pretty much have tried, you know, everything. And I know what works for different hair because of the fact that, you know, like it's been in my house for so long. Even the new products, like just by using them, I know what will work in other people's hair. I know what works in my hair. So I feel comfortable recommending stuff and especially testing. Mm -hmm. Testing the products as well gives me an idea of the benefits. I used to um, really, really be heavy in sales when we did trade shows. So having to recommend products to other people and doing that for a couple of years actually helped me with being able to be more confident in doing that. Because you do it well. You do it very Thank well. You. Like to hear your research and like how you're so outspoken on the inventory you all have. You know everything about every product. And, you know, I ain't going to lie. My grades in school could have been better, but I know you aced it. <laughs> I definitely know you aced it. And, you know, since I'm on the topic of school, let people know uh, about your background at CSU. Yeah, so I went to Chicago State University, absolutely, and um, up up the street. But, you know, it was good for me because I was able to still do some work and actually just see the company grow. Um, sometimes I wish I would have definitely went away, but being in Chicago gave me license to just uh, see some of the business as well as understand uh, a little more about the business culture at school as well. Well, mm -hmm. you, you, you say you in a way wish you would have went away. Why? So I just wish at certain at a one point that I would have had the away experience, not necessarily like even if it was for a semester, but I always, you know, stayed here. But I love my experience at CSU for sure. But if I ever have kids, I would probably tell them to go to HBCU just so they would have that experience, even if it's for a semester or a year. But Chicago State was great. Um, I made a lot of lifelong friends and I learned a lot there. So I'm very, very proud of Chicago State University. And I want to uh, tap back into the products because, um, you know, we talk a lot about the hair care products, but do you all plan on making some skincare products or have you all even dabbled into that market at all? So the we did create a skincare product. It was a shave gel and a aftershave product. It's still on the market. Mm -hmm. It's by S Curl. So it's in conjunction with our beard line. We noticed that there were a lot of guys that got into their beards. So we came out with a beard balm, beard wash and a beard oil. And then from there, we realized, well, yeah, if they're taking care of their beard, that means they're actually, you know, shaving as well. So that was the first skincare product that we had was the shave gel and the aftershave. Right now, I think we're still going to focus on pretty much hair, but that's I love skincare. So I would love for us to branch off and do some skincare. That's that's my I love skincare. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I listened to your interview on uh, Illa Days and I one thing I really appreciated was the work ethic that your your family has and Absolutely. the fact that like y'all have grown from being in the basement to 15 employees to being like a, a global company and you still have this uh just this hunger to continue to grow and get better and i know you said in that interview that it was because you wanted something for the for the next generation um but one thing i, I really appreciate about luster is the fact that you have a philanthropic arm because like as we say uh one of us, we're not all free till all of us are free, right? Like right. none of us are free till all of us are free. And so the fact that you all are reaching out to other marginalized folks and really trying to do stuff in the community, can you tell us a little more about about that work that you all are doing? Absolutely. So Luster Products has a foundation called the Luster Products Foundation or the Luster Foundation. And um, we have a couple of different initiatives we give to youth groups in the city of Chicago. We've actually done things in conjunction with St. Sabina, whether it's Stop the Violence Walks mm -hmm. and um, Community Outreach. We give wigs to the American Cancer Society for um, women that are losing their hair. We donate that. Um, and we also have given wells uh, to uh, freshwater wells in Ghana. Mm. So we 
first of all, my grandfather loved to give back. He loved to put um, money back into the community. And there was actually a foundation started called the ABBA Foundation. And that was for black man- hair care manufacturers that were going to put labels on their products that said, you're supporting us. So we want to make sure that you understand that these products that we're putting out from this, from these sales, we're going to mm-hmm. put some of that money back into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, the the foundation is now defunct, but we still keep up with those um, principles. And um, I'm a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha, so service is big for me as well. So um, my initiatives that I've done in Chicago, um, one big one was uh, we had a really bad winter in like 2018 or 2019. And um, the homeless population, basically, if it's under like, if it's over 35 degrees or 27 degrees, they have to stay outside. Mm -hmm. So in conjunction with a church, we created the warmest warming center in Chicago. And on those days, they would be able to come have food and be able to sleep in the church instead of sleeping outside. So that was one of my initiatives that I had put together um, because service is near and dear to my heart and my brother and sister as well. But we just love to give back and we love to see like you said, we have to reach back and touch somebody else and help mm. them. So that's just really important to us and has always been important to us. Yeah, that's beautiful. Now, b- before we jump into a, a music break, uh, I wanted to speak on Ghana a little bit because I'm Ghanaian. You know? Okay. And um, I recently visited Ghana for the very first time. I was out in Accra uh, back in January for the Black Star Line Festival put together by Vic and uh, Chance the Rapper. Right. And, you know, it touched me to hear you say you all, you know, started working on water wells out in Ghana. Do you... Um, at all, you know, know the reason that that was put, uh, I want to say put in effort because, you know, water out there is very bad. And to hear that you all are doing that, you know, do you, you know, understand what, well, know the reason why, you know, the foundation put that together? So um, my gr- my um, my uncle is the head of the Luster Foundation. So he's the chairperson. So um, we used to have um, offices in South Africa. So I think it was mm-hmm. a connect that they made for us in Ghana with the Joseph assignment. That's the name of the uh, foundation that we work with for the fresh water wells. But I think it was important for us to find a way to touch the homeland. You know, we were doing things in the city of Chicago. We were doing things nationally. But um, we're all, we also have an international, you know, effort as well as we sell internationally. So I think it was just important for us to do something in the motherland and show that, you know, Luster cares there, too. Ooh, can you let people know how they can donate to Luster's Foundation before we jump into this break? Absolutely. So um, if you shop on Amazon, you can do Amazon Smile and um, a percentage of your orders will go directly to the Luster Foundation. Or you can find the link on LusterProducts.com for the Luster Foundation and you can absolutely donate there and we would appreciate that. I actually want to chime in a little bit more on um, the foundation because I-, I feel like with you all being deep in the community, um, it it makes sense for you to, you know, um, speak more, you know, speak more on the foundation as far as like how the community can help uh, Luster's foundation. Um, I know you were at Jewel not too long ago. You were at another Jewel not too long ago. Yes. Uh, do you also bring up the foundation when, when you're, you know, uh, speaking on the hair care products there? Um, so, no, we pretty much keep that, you know, um, since it's in the community and the foundation is for the community, um, we use different efforts to raise money for the community. We have actually, if you're interested, um, in August, the first Monday in August, we have a foundation, we have a golf outing mm. and all of those proceeds go to the foundation and what our efforts are. We also give out 500 baskets for Thanksgiving and Christmas for families in need so that they have um, dinner. 
Mm-hmm. So if those are like direct ways to give, if you want to come to the um, if you want to come to the golf outing, definitely look up information or send us an email at contact us at Luster Products and we'll get you in contact with the golf foundation chair that sets everything up so you can know when it's going to happen. But that's probably the biggest effort we do for fundraising is our golf outing. I got to check that out. I can't golf, but I'm down to give it a try. Um, I also want to chime in on family because every if I'm not mistaken, you, your brother, your sister, all of you all play a, a major part into uh, helping Lusters grow. Can you, you know, break down all of you all's roles? Absolutely. So I'll start with second generation. Um, my dad is the CEO. Um, and then my uncle and my aunt are VP. My aunt is now retired, but um, they all siblings and they all work together um, my aunt is in IT my uncle is the head chemist so he's a part of the developmental process of the products my sister has a background in marketing my brother is a multimedia specialist which means that labels um, anything we need done ad work things like that he gets that done my cousin is in IT and then my other cousin my cousin Freddie is in IT and then my cousin Chris is in production so we're all learning our own disciplines and that kind of helps with the family business because then you don't step on anybody's toes but it just is natural that it happened that way and we all found our lane <laughs> I'm sorry that is a talented family really right there. Wow uh, and it, you know even joining um, the company I wanted to know, you know, do the family, like for instance, your mother or your father approach you like, hey, we see that, you know, you're you're very apt as far as your research level. We'd like for you to take this position or is this just something that you just naturally grow into? Um, so it's something we all naturally grew into. It was not pressure for us to get into the business. It was more so that... Um, You know, I think for us, we were familiar as well as we wanted to take it on for the next generation and we wanted to keep it going. Um, But they never said to us like, hey, you know, you come here after you get done. It was always a decision like if you want to, but you can also do something else. Um, And then it just happened to work out that we all were like, you know, we want to come here and work and keep it going. Like we want to we have a great thing going here and we want to be able to keep it going for the next generation and also for the community. Like, I think that's the biggest thing for us, too, is that we want to remain black owned as much as possible. We want to be able to give back to the community and we want to be able to be the faces of, you know, the hair concerns and things because we can directly relate to that. You know, that's what Luster knows is the community as well as hair. African-American hair and you know now it's more into multicultural because what I know what we are noticing as the the family dynamic is changing it's not just like everybody's kind of mixed with something or like we're having because I have a cousin who's mixed so like now we're speaking to a multicultural situation so our family's growing in that aspect but also just remaining true to the principles from the beginning that my grandfather said is so important to us. Mm. Uh, since we are, I know we're going to ask listeners about myths about black hair care, but um, I had a couple, and I don't know if they're necessarily myths, okay. but um, they are very, it's very controversial, you know, the natural hair community on the forums, on Twitter. Um, so one thing I want to run by you. So right now there are, you know, several, not several, there's a good amount of black stylists who are saying things like, um, using oil in your hair is not good. Like that's something that we need to let go of and we need to move past that. And it's a very kind of contentious topic around whether or not that's appropriate, whether it isn't. And I mean, what are your sort of thoughts about about things like that, whether it's blanket statements around that or whether it's specifically about whether you should still be using oil in your hair? So um, oil, I think the thing why oil gets a bad rep is that people think oil is a moisturizer. Mm-hmm. It's a sealant. 
So you still have to use actual hair care products, whether it's a hair lotion before you put an oil in your hair. If you put oil in your hair, it's just going to sit on top of your hair. So I think that that's something is that you can put a lot of oil in your hair and it can still be dry because you're just sealing in the moisture that's not necessarily there. So um, I think that's the biggest misconception is that oil can be great in moderation. Absolutely. I don't think you need a whole bunch, you know, but oil um, like our growth oil has great benefits that promote hair growth, actually help with scalp health, things like that. It can help with scalp concerns, whether it's dry scalp, itchy scalp, things like that. So I think oil is a great um, thing to use when you have natural hair, but I also think you have to learn how to use those products correctly. And so do you all have, because I do think uh, these stylists who are going on, you know, Instagram live or Twitter and have these conversations, I think a reason why they're so popular is because there is sort of a gap in knowledge around how we should be using these products. And is there anything that your company sort of does around education? Like this is, yes, this is a hair growth oil and you should not use this as a standalone product. Here are the other things that you should use in conjunction with them. So yeah, we work with stylists. Absolutely. If we're in the field, we'll have a stylist out that will help us with hair concerns, which is also how I learned a lot about hair products is working directly mm-hmm. with stylists and seeing how they use the product, seeing how they use it for different hair concerns. So if we're at a trade show, we'll absolutely have stylists there that will help recommend products, teach you how to use them. And that's when social media comes in. You know, these influencers that we use or us directly speaking to the consumer, we're able to give them product knowledge that lets them know, like, yes, oil is great for your hair. However, use it with a, use it with moisture. You have to use mm-hmm. it with like a lotion. You have to use it with a spray. You have to use it with a leave-in. Something that's going to help seal in that moisture because oil is just not going to do it. Mm. I love it here. Look, I use a... I use Luster products in general, so okay. my hair been doing well, <laughs> looking good, feeling fresh. But I but use all of them. You feel? <laughs> but I do want to know as far as washing. Um, I, I like to wash my hair often. Um, is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? How often? Probably like once uh, every five days or once a week. No, so um, I definitely will say that depending on the hair texture and how your hair holds moisture, um, you can go a couple days without it, especially if you have shorter hair. But you can, shorter hair, you can do it more frequently, actually. Not every day, but you can do it like every two to three days or so. But if you're going to do that, you need to use a sulfate-free shampoo because sulfates actually strip your hair of the natural oils. So if you're using a sulfate-free shampoo, you're still cleaning the scalp, but you're not taking the oils out of your hair. That would make it dry, would give you dandruff, things like that, which is why... Um, again, with the natural hair movement, you know, before that it was sulfate shampoos because a lot of people had straighter hair. But now with the textures, we're realizing that sulfate-free shampoos, some people are doing co-washes. So if you want to wash your hair more frequently, you can do a co-wash in those five days and then wash your hair with a sulfate-free shampoo. Mm. That's one of the things we go and I talked about before you got here around hair care myths and the fact that like... um, our habits have changed. So I think to what you're saying, like that's why I don't love blanket statements because one, different things work for different people. And also sort of the demonization of oil, I I also think comes from people not knowing how to use it and how lifestyles have changed. You know, our our grandmothers used to put that in and braid their hair up, not touch it anymore. They weren't doing wash and goes. They weren't in the gym every six days, sweating their head and like, um, so I think to what you're talking about, about like, you know, the difference between you used to have shampoos that has sulfates and now sulfate free, just that evolution of like the ingredients aren't necessarily bad, but it's like what works for your particular lifestyle. Now, let me say, I love a sulfate shampoo, especially if I've had a styling for a long time, such as braids, because you really do need to go in and clean the scalp. You get what, right. Mm-hmm. A clarifying shampoo. And that's really all it is, is sulfate is to take those oils out and it gives you a reset. 
So I think in certain situations, those old school products still work. Mm -hmm. I just think the way that we use them, especially with our hair textures changing and we're not wearing it straight as much or things like that, that's what needs to be looked at. Look at here, Simone, it was a pleasure having you. I want you to let everybody know how they can tap in with you. Uh, as far as following, um, of course, how they can get us uh, some Luster products in their house if they don't already have it. Absolutely. So you can follow me at Moni Luster, M-O-N-I-E Luster on Instagram. You can follow the brands, which is at Luster's Pink and Luster's S-Curl on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, as well as visit our page. It's www.lusterproducts.com. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. It's always always love. And uh, appreciate you taking out time from your busy schedule to come through. Taylor, you got to let people know how they can stay in tune with you and uh, follow you as well. Sure, sure, sure. The main way you can follow me is you can follow my Instagram, t.nazon95 on Instagram. Um, Otherwise, you know, WBEZ, you you can Google me, find my staff page for other features and things that I've done. That's the problem. Thank you.